Language Talk is a series of podcasts of interest to Kentucky World Language Association members seeking information about important events, initiatives, and professional development opportunities. Each month, we will be talking with people in the know about world languages from across the state. Topics range from collaboration to the program review, from ACTFL News to interviews with master teachers. Language Talk is produced monthly by the Kentucky World Language Association Board and the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Kentucky. Welcome to Language Talk with KWLA. This is your host, Laura Roche, and today's topic is the K-16 Collaboration Initiative. Collaboration is an empowering concept for educators. It guides us to seek relationships with others that can strengthen our teaching and ultimately strengthen students' learning. Collaboration can be the difference between students interacting with native speakers or not, teachers developing memorable or ordinary learning experiences, and a program surviving or dying. For Kentucky's public schools, world language educators, collaboration is now an expected concept within the World Language Program Review. Our first Language Talk broadcast will focus on this concept of collaboration and an initiative headed up by our guest, Jean-Marie Houye-Willoughby, Department Chair of Modern and Classical Languages, Literatures, and Cultures at the University of Kentucky. Welcome, Jean-Marie. Thank you. I want to thank you for being a guest of Language Talk and for also providing the facilities here at UK for KWLA to broadcast. We're happy to do it. Well, thank you. Uh, Let's start off. Can you tell us what sparked your interest or what motivated you to take on this formidable task of creating a K-16 collaboration initiative? It actually came out of the KWLA conference a year ago in 2013 when I was presenting on um, the changes in the proficiency standards at UK for high school students entering into the program um, or into the university broadly. And as part of that, there were many people in the audience who were clearly interested in this, but there was no uh, pathway that made it easy for teachers in public schools to connect with faculty teaching their languages. Right, right. So I started thinking about it and then proposed a paper for the 2014 conference this past September with you. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a wonderful presentation. (laughs) So with these changes, with your inspiration, um, you've done a lot of things. Can you share with us specific things you've done for the collaborative efforts that are are already going on and of which our KWLA membership can be a part? Sure. The goal uh, for us uh, at UK and broadly, because the um, world language chairs from across the state meet at KWLA every September, is to provide um, a resource site and a contact person for each of the um, institutions for each of the languages, right? So the person that is the point person may not be teaching that language, but they know who to contact to get you in touch with the person. So um, with that in mind, under the resources tab of the new Koala site is what we are calling the Outreach Clearinghouse. And right now, what we have on the site are contact information for various chairs uh, across the state at private and public 
institutions and world language departments who can uh, be the point person for providing you with information on, say, proficiency standards, professional development opportunities, um, activities going on, if you need a speaker on campus, if you need, uh, if you're doing a language day and Wonderful. you want TAs or graduate students or faculty or even undergrad students to come talk to your students or participate or help out. Um, if you have some kind of activity that you as a teacher have designed that you think would be helpful for other teachers in the state, uh, you can put it up there. If you learn of a great web resource, uh, if you need some physical materials and you want to contact someone. So you either, as the teacher, you can be sharing this with fellow teachers or as a teacher, you can be asking us, what are we doing and how can we help you? Right. So that's the goal. Um, a lot of things happen in our various programs across the year or over the years. Uh, things like changes in the major, changes in the language entrance requirement, uh, degree opportunities that students may not know about, uh, and even political things like last year when uh, computer programming was an option or being considered as an option for um, the world language requirement. Yes. This obviously um, was concerning to us, but we didn't have a good way, a centralized way other than the Kuala Board, to uh, help provide resources or contact people. And so we thought this would be a good way to do it. So at UK, we are in the midst of an entire major redesign, which has just been approved by the Senate, which will um, entail a single major in languages with tracks in Arabic, Japanese, Classics, Chinese, French, German, Russian, did I say Japanese? And Japanese. Yes. And those, uh, we did this because it will allow us to respond to the MLA recommendations for language education in the 21st century and provide a common core for students regardless of their language. And we wanted to do that because we want them to understand what we as second language learners need, what kind of support, what kind of processing is going on in the brain, what kind of questions we all ask, it doesn't matter what language we're in, and then finally, we wanted a common senior capstone so they could talk to each other. Um, and then the last piece of it is they have to take some kind of course outside of their language. It could be a language course, it could be a culture course, to show them the breadth of the discipline. The other thing that's going on is we have a combined BA and MA now <clears throat> that's being offered for the first time this year, and it allows students who have um, AP credit coming in, significant hours of AP credit, um, usually between 15 and 30 hours, um, with advanced language capabilities to complete a BA and an MA in four years. What is advanced language <coughs> capabilities to you? What level are you looking for? They would probably come in at the third year level. Okay. That's what we're anticipating. <clears throat> so most of them then. So if they completed in, high school level two or three or? Well, we test them. Okay. Um, or if they have AP credit, we then okay. know where they are. Um, and so if they're at the level where 
when they're tested or with AP credit, they go straight into third year or higher. I mean, higher is great. Um, what we do then is fast track them. Okay. And they start taking graduate level courses already um, in their junior year. Um, and for most of it, they pay undergraduate tuition, which is really okay. useful for Wonderful. them. Um, we're trying to build in a study abroad semester as a given. Uh, it's not required, but just as a model, because again, it, it's ideal for these people mm -hmm. that they have the international experience. And the advantage of starting the major and doing the MA on this fast track is that you can often do some kind of secondary specialization that's of interest to you, like a second language. Let's say you're doing French. You might want to do Italian with an eye toward working in Southern Europe or Romance languages mm -hmm. in the future. Or you may say, no, I really want to just do a lot of French and make as much progress as possible. Or you could say, I'm interested in things like global development. So you might want to do business. You might want to do anthropology as a minor. You might want to work with an NGO and do international studies in their NGO track as a minor. All of these options are much more easily accomplished because we're allowing you to push ahead in the language. Nice. So all of this is going on, mm -hmm. but how do we get the word out? Right. So this clearinghouse, the link right. on KWLA's website will allow this to happen, and that's wonderful. What already is on that website? Already there, um, as I said, are, the, are certain contact places mm -hmm. and people at certain institutions. We haven't gotten them all well, right. point person established for all of them yet. But I think, I looked this morning, there's 15 maybe up there, 10 or 15. Um, and then three subdivisions. One, uh, professional development opportunities and learning, which could be an activity that a university is hosting that they want to get the word out about. But it could also be things like um, professional standards, uh, proficiency standards, models of proficiency, what is a novice high, what is an intermediate, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And I believe you have an example linked on there already yep. for people There's to see. There's one there already for Spanish, and mm -hmm. we're hoping to develop one for German and French as well. Wonderful. Then there's a um, resources tab. So again, if you find a great website, if you find a good source of food, right? If you want to have a, a culture day and you need some good French food, where can you find it? Well, in this town, this is where I found it. Um, and then finally, the last one is um, activities. And okay. these could be activities in the classroom that people are doing that have been successful, again, provided by teachers or by us, or they can be activities like um, an open house on campus, which UK is just about to have for the first time, a language open house. Wow. Tell us more about that. Who can come? Um, we are limiting it to fourth year and AP students. Okay. They can be of any language. And so we've been inviting teachers primarily in the immediate area because it's our pilot. Um, but if you are interested and you want to bring people, you can contact us. There's a uh, registration site on our MCL site, okay. which is mcl.as.uky.edu. Okay. And um, they will be able to visit classes in a language they're either taking or in a language they might want to take, right? So suppose you're already doing, like I said, French, and you want to think about Italian or Spanish. Well, perhaps you could visit one of those. You could do Chinese if you don't have that in your school and you want to see what Chinese is like. 
then uh, it happens to be International Week on campus that week. Oh, wonderful. So there is an international lunch that at noon. And then uh, the afternoon will be dedicated to campus tours. They get to see the new language and learning wow. programs. And they'll be meeting with our students who are majors to talk about what their plans are, why they chose it, what are the opportunities for international education at UK, from study abroad to international studies to all the languages. So basically plan to be here all day, right? Yeah, it's roughly from people are projected to arrive by 9. Okay. And then be out of here roughly uh, between 2 and 2.30. And so the teacher would bring them, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And what date is this? February 25th. February 25th. Right. Okay. And this, we hope, will be an annual event. So you will be hearing more about it. Wow. I remember um, in the 90s, they actually had the uh, cafe for the International Week, and it was always wonderful to go and and be a part of that. Um, You had mentioned um, some of the things going on at UK, and another one um, that teachers I know are always interested about, what is the expected proficiency level of a student to enter UK? Right. So this has been um, a complicated road, (laughs) let's just put it that way, and we are currently finalizing, we hope by March this will all be final, a policy that will be the following. The entrance requirement will be um, two credits in the same world language or equivalent competency, which you can demonstrate through a test. Um, If you do not, if a student does not fill this requirement, they may still be admitted to UK, but they will be required to do a two-semester world language sequence here as well as complete the graduation requirement. And what is the graduation requirement? The graduation requirement is um, either a recognized foreign language assessment, could be Apple, could be AP, could be STAMP, um, of novice high proficiency, or completion of a um, three-credit world language course above the 200 level, could be here, could be some other institution, could be abroad, Um, completion of a UK core approved study abroad program that has a language component so if you go to England probably wouldn't count but if you go to Germany it would Um, completion of the global study certificate which has a language component built into it Um, or completion of two consecutive semesters of a language other than the one that the student did in high school huh okay those are the pathways so you have a lot of choices. There are many options. We don't want it to be too restrictive. And this is just, this is for anyone of any major. Obviously, language majors have much higher proficiency than novice high, and right. that's all of our goals. Um, and what we're hoping is that as schools institute the new world language standards across the state, more and more students are coming in higher than novice right. high, and we will adjust accordingly. Because if you're already coming in at intermediate, mid, or advanced, low, and this is a trend across the state, why would we have only novice high? Well, that was going to be my next question. I know for Fayette County, our expectation is students would definitely be at least novice high um, after two or three years, uh, after two actually, of studying a world language. So for our students in Fayette County, they're already meeting this requirement. So would that mean they do not have, are they done with world languages? Yes, unless they want to. Unless they want to. Right. Wow. 
Not good for the university, but good for the world languages <laughs> programs in middle school and high school. Exactly. Okay. So that's why, you know, we're taking baby steps because language is, um, can be scary to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't just mean, I just don't just mean to students, I mean to colleagues who sure. are in other fields and they don't know what a novice high can do or what that right. means. And they think that uh, a language requirement is impossible to meet, right? It isn't impossible to meet. And in fact, in the 21st century, it should be the standard in our view for every person who is part of the Mm -hmm. global community, right? You have to be able to do something. So we'd like to be able to adjust up as it's clear, and I think it will be clear fairly Right. I'm pretty certain teachers will have a lot of detailed questions, like one in my mind, I teach middle school. Mm -hmm. So what if uh, one of my students does a stamp test or Apple test, scores novice high, are they done? Right. This is one of the things that we actually have to work out. In theory, yes, but we also want it to be something that is an active knowledge, right? Okay. So it might have to be within, this is one of the details. Right. Within two years of entry or within a year of entry or something. So even if they had done it at middle school and then stopped, right? there may need to be more recent tests. Okay. That's... Yeah. We will ask those questions. If I you know. <laughs> Do you have anything down the road that you're thinking of? A pipe dream or... You've got a lot going on. I can't we imagine there's more, but... In terms of collaboration? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the pipe dream is that we actually have much more active, open communication between all of the schools and all the people who teach them. Um, if... We don't do this. I think we're, we're letting down the land-grant mission of this university. That's one thing. Um, we are not able to foster the world languages the way we want. Right. We want students to be excited about them. You work very hard to make sure they're excited about them. And one of the ways we can do that and make sure that students don't stop at Novice High right. is show them what they can gain by doing this. And the faculty who are here spend, you know, it seems like 40 hours of our work week convincing students on campus when they're already here. If you can start younger, they'll already have this in their minds. Right. That this is an an established pathway that's really a good thing and people care that they're doing it and it provides benefits that are uncountable. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I guess that's it, right? Making it see, making it apparent that we care very much about the reality of your worlds. Um, if your program is threatened, we want to know about it because we can help. If your students need support, if we can help to engage them, that's Great. a pipe dream. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, now, this is kind of a flip question, sure. but is there anything a K through twelve teacher of world language can do to help someone at the university level other than what you just said right. I mean send you enthusiastic students but can we do anything for you all can it be a backwards collab like where we instigate and provide the service for you do you see anything yeah I mean if these world open house days um, come off as as I think they're going <laughs> I hope as successfully as they're going to um, it would be helpful if the teachers could also be uh, working with us as we plan 
to oh, make wow. sure mm-hmm. that we get your students what you need, but also to be point people so that we can say, okay, you take 25 students to this Spanish class and you take 20 students to this oh, Chinese class, right? It's just bodies. Um, when we have um, uh, the conference every spring, um, you know, we are stretched very thinly because there's 800 to 1,000 people here. So if a teacher wants to help volunteer with the um, KFLC conference, that would be wonderful. Um, and certainly ideas that would allow our current undergraduate students or graduate students to work with real live students, right? They often, of course, the graduates are teaching assistants, right. so they're working with college students. But many of them are gonna go out and teach. And many of them, of course, do MAWL, the Master of Arts of Teaching World Languages, and they have an internship. Right. But they've never been in a school before since they were high school students themselves. So even allowing or inviting people in for observations or just talking to our students about what their goals are and asking them if, or inviting them to help out if you have culture days, I think would be great. Very often, we just don't know they're happening. So if we don't know they're happening, Right. We can't send our students and get them engaged in this whole process. That's wonderful. So do you think maybe the clearinghouse on the KWLA website might be a place where you put out that all call, we need this? Yes. Can you all, that'd because be the activity site is a perfect place to do that. Okay. I love it. Love it. Well, thank you. Um, it's welcome. been a pleasure talking with you. You too. Your desire to make an impact on world language education in Kentucky is very inspiring. And KWLA is indebted to you for your effort and for also providing the location for us to have our podcast. We appreciate it. If listeners have any questions or they want to contact you for more info, how would you like them to do that? The easiest way is email. Okay. Because even if, you know, we're in break, I'm always checking email. Okay. So my email is on the um, outreach site, but it's j.r.o.u.h.i.e.r. at uky.edu. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now we're moving on to polyglotting news, and that is a term that our past president, Randy Barrett, submitted, which we love. And each podcast we have, we're going to do a university update, and then we'll do a KWLA update. And since Jen Marie's here, we're going to have her read the university polyglotting news update. So we would like you to save the date, please, for the KFLC conference. Uh, you're welcome to join us for KFLC, which is the Languages, Literatures, and Cultures Conference on the UK campus on April 23rd and 20 through 25th, 2014. Uh, the KFLC was founded in 1948 and is one of the country's longest running literary, linguistics, pedagogy, and technology conferences. Every year we host over 750 participants and over 85% of our presenters hold PhDs in their fields, so it's a great opportunity for professional development. This year, we'll feature sections on Arabic and Islamic studies, East Asian studies, English as a foreign language, French and Francophone studies, German, Austrian, and Swiss studies, Hispanic studies, including Peninsular, Linguistics, and Spanish-American sections, Italian studies, Linguistics, Luso Afro Brazilian, for the Portuguese out there, Neo Latin and Russian and Slavic studies, as well as second language acquisition and translation studies. You can find out more information on registration, which is due by March 1st, 
on the conference site at kflc.as.uky.edu. Wonderful, wonderful. I hope to attend that this year. I've never been, believe it or not. I know. But this year, I think it's a goal of mine. Now, polyglotting news from KWLA. Um, our president, Sarah Meredith, would love to be here but couldn't, so here's her news. We are excited to be working hard planning for the 2015 State Showcase on April 25th. And listen to this. It's at Center College. Yes, Center College. The Showcase Committee met, and they're working on final plans to arrange for virtual regional showcases as they did last year. This model seemed to work well and save schools uh, quite a bit of money. Another announcement. Due to unforeseen large events in Lexington next fall, the conference, the KWLA conference, is forced to move. It is headed back to Louisville. It will be held at the Ramada Plaza in Louisville, Kentucky, and it is going to be on the weekend of from Thursday, September 24th through Saturday, September 26th. So you might want to go on and mark your calendars for that. More news, of course, will be coming. In January, the full KWLA board will be meeting, and this winter retreat will be held at that Ramada so the board can get a really good feel of the layout and how things should run for the conference. Also, new board members will be educated on the history of the organization and will also be creating a new strategic plan for KWLA's future. Finally, our website continues to grow and our president urges you to take a look at it and see all the new things going on that Kentucky teachers can use. You'll find a full listing of committee members, updated photos and bios of our board members, an expanded regional representative section, and soon to be added showcase and conference information. In addition, what Jen Marie has been talking about is the Outreach Clearinghouse is on there where you can get contact information for most state colleges and universities with regard to outreach programs. We hope you enjoy this podcast. KWA is very excited to be bringing this to you. And Sarah assures you there will be more to come. Well, this wraps up our podcast on K-16 Collaboration Initiative. I wish to thank our guest, Jen Marie. Clouillet Willoughby for joining us and the U- University of Kentucky for providing the technology, location, and broadcasting for this podcast. This is Laura Rocher for Language Talk KWLA saying au revoir and happy teaching. <laughs>